Welcome to the Nourished Woman podcast, hosted by yours truly, Gabby Warsrink, holistic nutritionist and passionate women's health educator. Together on this podcast, we are going to open up the conversation around hormones, holistic healing, relationships, self-development, and everything in between, so you can feel empowered, educated, and ready to take your health and life into your own hands. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I have Jordana Levine, who is a holistic nutritionist and meal prep coach who helps people heal from digestive issues, burnout, allergies, food-related anxiety, and more. So Jordana actually has a really awesome promo for you guys. Before we dive into the episode, I'm just going to let you guys know now and then also share at the end as well. But she's going to give you guys $800 off her one-on-one 12-week Make Food Your Friend program. So this is a full one-on-one program from start to finish. You're going to stop worrying about feeling sick and start feeling good again with a plan that fits your lifestyle, supports your personal health goals, and is easy to follow. So this will help kick food anxiety to the curb. So I just want to throw that in before we get started. But without further ado, we'll dive right into the episode. All right. Hi, Jordana. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm super excited to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me, Gabby. Of course. So I saw on Instagram that you recently just celebrated one year in business. So congratulations. Thank you. It's really exciting. Um, And so I would love to hear your story and I'm sure everyone else would love to hear your story as well of what brought you into nutrition coaching and specifically helping people with burnout and food anxiety. Okay, let's do it. So yeah, my story is a bit of a long one. We'll try to keep it short. Um, So my background actually is not originally in nutrition. Um, I went to school for journalism and I worked in corporate marketing and PR for the first seven years of my career. Um, And, you know, there were great things about it, but it was definitely a really high stress work environment. Um, I worked both agency side and on the client side of things, uh, but it was always really long hours, really long days. And I was such a perfectionist that I would just work my butt off all the time. And I was totally burnt out. And I started developing a lot of health issues in my early 20s in terms of food allergies and sensitivities. And it caused a lot of anxiety. It would even cause panic attacks because I would just start feeling sick. It started with like a couple of allergies. And then it was like everything I ate would make me sick. Every single week, something would go wrong. Um, And I was just completely burnt out. So I kind of started to notice, first of all, that the more burnt out and stressed I got, the sicker I got. Um, And my now husband also noticed and would comment on that all the time. And, but I did, I always loved food and I was thinking about, okay, like the problems that I'm having are food related. Maybe I can do something about that. So I started digging into this nutrition world and eventually holistic nutrition world and figuring out how to eat in a way that would decrease this inflammation and stress that was going on in my body that was creating these constant reactions. And I started to feel a lot, lot better. Um, So I kind of felt like I needed to go back to school and do nutrition and start educating other people who were going through what I was going through. So, you know, a lot of burnt out professionals, especially young women who just didn't feel great and didn't know why. Um, and that's really what I do today. So I combine my past love of food and cooking with my current passion for helping people who are stressed and burnt out and dealing with anxiety, especially related to food, just cope with it. Um, in, you know, both through one-on-one counseling and I also work with companies to help their teams. So that's my story. 
I love that. So, you know, a lot of people that I think pretty much everyone I've had on my podcast always has, you know, a personal story that kind of connects to the niche that they're in, um, which I think is amazing too, because you get to connect and kind of relate to your clients on a more personal, like closer level. Definitely. Yeah. I think I agree with you. Almost every holistic nutritionist I meet, it's like they either did something else first or they experienced something in their life that drove them to this place. And it's so cool. Like when I realized when I was working in marketing and I was like, oh my goodness, people actually do this for a career. It was kind of this light bulb moment of actually getting to pursue what I was passionate about and feeling like I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's honestly an amazing, amazing profession to be in. Um, I think you went to IHN too, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Were you at uh, North York or Mississauga? I was at North York. North York. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Although now I live yeah. closer to the Mississauga one. I like moved halfway through. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I uh, went to the Mississauga campus and it was just like a life changing um, program. Like everything you learned is just, my life is like totally different now, which is, which is great. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. I feel like you go into it knowing, I mean, I don't know about you. I always loved food and I did a lot of learning about nutrition beforehand from the food perspective, but just mm-hmm. understanding everything else in the environment and the science. Like I, I didn't study science in my undergraduate degree. So mm-hmm. that was incredible to get to learn. Mm-hmm, for sure. I honestly, going into it, I had no idea there would be that much science involved. I was like really surprised by that. I don't know why I didn't look into it further, but um, <laughs> it, it was awesome though to kind of see, okay, this is why this works or it's all connected and it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know right now, big thing that everyone's kind of struggling with is COVID and lockdowns. It's a huge stressor on a lot of us. So have you noticed an increase in burnout from working at home with clients or people that you've been connecting with lately? Definitely. Um, I think we've all noticed it even with our own friends and family. Um, Mm -hmm. It's definitely something that I've noticed. um, I would say during lockdown, I've been doing a lot of corporate workshops virtually with teams, as I mentioned, um, because everyone is seeing even that their teams, all of their employees are so burnt out and fatigued and brain foggy um, just from this new way of working. And I see it with all my one-on-one clients as well in terms of just feeling anxious. Um, You know, there's really so little work-life separation when you're working from home. And I mean, people like us work from home anyway, but when you're not used to it and it's literally, you know, you're walking across the hallway from your bed to your kitchen to your office, it's so hard to give yourself that break and to separate yourself from your work. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the other thing I see so much is that because people are always on their screens, it's one of those things that, you know, we say as wellness professionals, you know, take a break from your screens for your health, but it's how we're connecting with our loved ones. It's how, it's how we are taking care of our health. So we get brain fog, we get headachey, we just get tired from looking at these screens all day. Um, And then on the other end of things, it's like, we've got our cupboards there. It's easy to mindlessly snack on things and it's hard to grocery shop because it's not fun to go to the grocery store right now. And yeah, it's just kind of like this perfect storm of, of extra stress in our lives on top of being worried about the health of our, you know, ourselves and our families. Mm -hmm, For sure. And I can relate to the whole, like, I feel like I'm on screen so much (laughs) these days. Um, But like you said, it's how we are connecting with everyone. It's how we're working. It's, you know, basically it's how we're getting information, everything. Um, And I noticed too, it's tough at home because you're constantly kind of being distracted by stuff too. So if I'm not working, I'm like, oh, I can clean this or, oh, I can do this. 
Um, so it's kind of hard to juggle everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh, for sure. When you talk about the distractions at home, it makes it so easy to procrastinate. And yeah. I mean, like my husband is, he's at work because he works in an essential business, but he was definitely working mm-hmm. from home a lot more at the start of this. And I think he's going to be now that there's kind of more of a lockdown again. And he's so bad mm-hmm. at working from home. He gets distracted by every little thing. And I hear him like playing his guitar and stuff. And <laughs> I know like when you're not used to it, it becomes really difficult to stay focused. Definitely. Yeah. At the beginning of COVID, I was living with my parents um, and my boyfriend. So we were, it was all of us were home 24 seven and I was trying to work, he was trying to work and it was so hard being distracted by the dogs too and everything. Um, And now we're living on our own. So it's a little bit better. I have more quiet time and space, Um, but he's still working thankfully out of home, um, I guess because he's considered essential service still. So that's good because I feel like we kind of go a bit insane if we're both home working together 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's so great mm-hmm. now that you have your space. And mm-hmm. I definitely like before this, I was when I was working corporate and living downtown in a little condo, I was just thinking about how we would have driven each other insane if we were mm-hmm. in that one room. And I'm like, I applaud anyone who's doing it right now, because I know it's hard, even when he's just working from home for a day, it's hard. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And most of our condos and homes aren't built to have more than one person working from home or even one person working from home. So it's uh, definitely a big adjustment for sure. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. So have you found any tips or any uh, things that people can do to kind of help mitigate that burnout from being at home? Yeah, I think there are a lot of things you can do. I mean, some are They seem really simple, but we just don't think about them because we're not used to it. Um, Things like having a morning routine, you know, I think that kind of goes out the window when when we don't leave our homes because we don't have to have that morning routine of, you know, taking a shower, whatever, doing our hair, getting dressed, those normal things that you do, like having a cup of coffee, reading the news or avoiding the news, whatever you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think like designing that for yourself, even if you know you're just going across the hall from your bed to do your work is so helpful. Um, For me, like doing a little morning meditation, having my lemon water, um, you know, taking a break to make breakfast. And, and that's another big one too, is like taking a lunch break. We don't, we don't take breaks. I know definitely like in the working world, when I was in an office, I would often eat at my desk. And I think we all do that at home now too. So like taking Mm -hmm. that time to give yourself an actual lunch break. And I I put it in all caps in my calendar that says, you know, take a break, go sit at the table. Um, Just little things like that, that become, that just disappear from our life um, are really helpful. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, all those other amazing healthy things that I'm sure you talk to your community about all the time, Um, you know, making sure you are eating a nourishing meal and staying hydrated and taking care of yourself, right? Because the more we do that, the better we're going to feel, the better we can deal with those other stressors that are new. Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah, I found that I was not taking lunch breaks or I would be kind of, yeah, like you said, eating at your desk or I would go really long between meals, which is really weird because it's like I'm at home. I have food here. Like, why am I not taking breaks? Um, Yeah, I think it's just like getting caught up in work or, you know, whatever it is. I think it's tough to do that. But creating a routine is huge, I think, throughout your day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I'm going to kind of jump over to eating. So this is something that I feel like I struggled with kind of navigating with clients and even with myself too. Um, And I think a lot of people as well 
in my community have struggled with this too. Um, so what is your take on intuitive eating, but also doing that while you are on a healing gut protocol or just a more intense protocol? I love that question. Um, I'm like a huge fan of intuitive eating all the time. Um, that definitely wasn't always the case. And I certainly think you can do it while you're on a healing protocol for your gut or for anything else. Um, mm-hmm. I think the key is just that a lot of people, when they think of intuitive eating, they think it's just like giving into all of your cravings. So, you know, when you're craving McDonald's or a big bag of chips, you just eat it. Um, and you know, those are more the emotional cravings and things that come up when we're not in balance. Um, I find that a lot of us aren't good at noticing our actual hunger cues when we start learning how to eat well. Um, I know that pretty much every client I work with doesn't know how, like what it means to listen to your body and pay attention to those hunger cues at first. So I find you kind of need to have some structure at the beginning Um, where you learn the guidelines, you know, you start getting used to eating a a balanced diet that balances your blood sugar and supports your mood, Um, you know, learning the basics of what ingredients are going to feel good for you um, and kind of like training your body to listen to itself, if that makes sense. So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's not 100% intuitive at first because your body's so wacky, you know, whether it's your blood sugar, your hormones, or your digestive tract, or all three are messed up, right? Um, but once you start getting back into balance, then it becomes easy. And, you know, I never want people to count calories or macros or any of that. I know we always get asked those questions as nutritionists of, you know, how many calories and how much fat and how much protein. Um, honestly, like what I see is with clients, once I give them the guidelines and the meals to start eating, and I, I always give people recipes because I think, you know, it's, it's hard to just help people not to eat things. Um, you need to show them what they can eat and get them excited about it. But I finally mm-hmm. come back to me after a week or two and they're like, wow, I'm not even, I'm not hungry anymore. Or like, I don't feel these cravings. I don't even want this stuff that I used to eat, even though I knew it made me sick. And mm-hmm. it's really like, that's my goal is to teach people to listen to their own bodies. Um, and to do that intuitive eating thing. And, and, you know, I mentioned, I grew up cooking my whole life. I'm a foodie first, everything should taste good. So, mm-hmm. you know, along with that intuitive eating and the healing protocol, if you're taking foods away, if you're saying, okay, we're going to try not eating dairy or not eating gluten, um, or, you know, maybe you have some allergens you need to avoid for a bit, um, you know, pick something, cre- like find a creamy dairy-free gluten-free pasta option or, you know, a paleo baked good that's still going to satisfy you and make you feel good so you don't feel deprived. Mm-hmm. For sure. I totally agree with that. I was actually had a conversation this morning with someone too um, about how food is meant to be enjoyed and, you know, we shouldn't be dreading our meals or thinking like, oh, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. It's more focusing on what can we eat? You know, what nourishing foods do we have available to us? And like truly enjoying your food because I'm the same. I'm a huge foodie. So I'm like food is everything. So I want to be eating stuff I'm actually enjoying, not just doing it because I have to, or, you know, because it's healthy or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, I feel like, I don't know. I have like so many favorites that are healthy, but they feel like, I love telling clients that they can eat chocolate and chips and stuff. And they're like, how? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's great. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I'm always about just like picking better ingredients. So it's like have the cookies, have the chips, but just choose them, you know, chips that are made with avocado oil or, you know, cookies that have quality ingredients um, or make them at home. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that was, 
for me especially, um, just like when I started get, developing all these allergies and sensitivities and it was like, I couldn't eat gluten and I couldn't eat dairy and I couldn't eat eggs, like mm-hmm. developing recipes at home became just part of life. Cause I wanted to eat banana bread and chocolate chip cookies and I couldn't buy them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You just, you're kind of forced into making it yourself. Yeah. And um, they taste good. Like my husband's a picky eater and he eats everything that I make and he's like, Oh, this is good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's delicious. Um, so I know I, in the past I've had more strict diets where I've been like strictly gluten-free, strictly dairy-free. Um, and I've been able to, you know, now I can eat them and I'm okay with them. Have you, um, are you still pretty strict with having like gluten-free or dairy-free or do you still, um, are you able to actually eat those foods now? Yeah. I mean, my body is definitely, I'm a bit of an anomaly because I do have actual, like they are food allergies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing some pretty wacky holistic alternative healing to, <laughs> to work on them lately. I don't even know that I'm, I haven't shared it with anyone yet because it's just really experimental right now. Okay. Um, but I have been slowly trying to add certain foods back and some of them go really well and some of them don't. Like for mm-hmm. me at this point, dairy is just a big fat no. And it's just, it's mm-hmm. an allergy, you know, um, yeah. not to say, I do believe that you can get rid of some allergies and sensitivities. I definitely didn't used to have these allergies at all. Um, and personally, you know, I am still working on my own healing. I have my own holistic practitioner. Um, you know, some problems are easy to solve. Some are more complicated. I've been working on mine for like 10 years. So Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's frustrating sometimes cause you know, I do things and they work with clients and they can start eating things right away. And then for me, it doesn't seem mm-hmm. to work that way. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, so I recently added, I posted, I posted about this online cause I was so excited. I was able to add nuts back into my diet. Um, I hadn't eaten them in a few years cause they would just make me feel crummy. Um, and yeah, that came awesome. back. So I do, I definitely do believe that you can get those foods back. Um, Mm -hmm. but it depends on, you know, what your health condition is like and what the severity is. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Everyone's so different. It's really interesting too, to see how some people can be totally fine with some foods. Some people, you know, can't tolerate it at all. Um, so it's nice to definitely be open-minded to, you know, everyone has different styles of eating and different things work for different people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would say I used to be like strictly, I don't like to put labels on diets, but you know, like Mm -hmm. a paleo diet worked well for me, plus a Mm -hmm. bunch of other things I was allergic to. Um, -hmm. and you know, now I definitely enjoy grains and legumes, but like I soak them and I pressure cook them so that they're easier on my digestive system. And you know, that Mm -hmm. works really well for me. So we just, once we heal, it becomes a little easier to try those foods again. Mm-hmm, for sure. And, and there's a lot less stress around it too. Cause I feel like once you know, you can, you can, you know, manage having this food now it's less stressful and you feel kind of more relaxed, um, with making foods or going out or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, yeah. for, so my next question is, uh, what are some ways that you help clients remove the guilt around foods and remove label labels, which I know, you know, is kind of tough right now with, I feel like there's so many diets and labels and products and different things. For sure. Um, I think first of all, like I always like to tell people that there's no such, like when people talk about villain foods or like cheat foods, um, I really don't like to focus on the list of no's. Obviously, like there are situations where we need to go on therapeutic diets and we remove things. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really like to focus on prioritizing the good stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. When I was young, I remember my dad had this philosophy. It was all about, you know, as long as you eat all the good things, then it's okay if you have a couple of things that aren't as, you know, nutritious. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I, I feel like it's, people get so stressed out and so anxious about these harmful foods, um, that it's almost worse for them than just eating a little bit of it sometimes. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, talking personally, there's some things like for me, I just can't eat dairy. Like if there's butter in it, I won't feel good. If there's milk in it, whatever. But if it's one of those things where they're just learning, okay, like dairy's a little bit inflammatory for me. And then they freak out when they go and have dinner with their family and friends that if they have a little, something terrible is going to happen. I mean, I'm sure you talk about this a lot in terms of stress. That level of stress is going to be much more harmful than just eating a little drop of it, you know? Mm-hmm, um, so sure. just reminding people that that stress and anxiety are just as harmful, if not more, um, mm-hmm. and that it's okay not to be perfect. I think also, you know, like giving people options. Cause I think we're all at different places, you know, financially, emotionally, um, just in terms of being healthy eaters and maybe we're not prepared to buy everything organic, but maybe, you know, we do the clean 15 dirty dozen where, we at least, you know, buy the ones that are the most heavily sprayed organic um, or, you know, giving people choices of meat quality, everything from like, you know, if you don't buy conventional and then there's pastured and there's grass fed and like kind of where can people start without giving them guilt for not starting at the top because like nobody starts there. And I certainly, it's been a slow, slow process for me to really switch over everything in my life to be natural and clean. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. It's baby steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very slow. And then it's nice too. I like how that you mentioned you give people kind of like a scale or like, you know, start out here or here's your options. Because I feel like if it's like it's either conventional or organic or whatever it might be, but if there is some in between or different qualities of meats, for example, or whatever it might be, I feel like that's more um, approachable for people. It's not as intimidating. Yeah. And along with that too, it's like when you give people choices, it just makes them easier to actually implement change. Um, I would say the other really big thing I do is I, I like, I coach my clients to structure their own meals with the quality ingredients that they learn about. So mm-hmm. I don't like to give an exact meal plan unless they really want it. Um, you know, I give them recipes or sometimes I'll even give them, I have a couple of like mix and match handouts where it'll mm-hmm. be like, okay, here's a sheet pan meal. And you pick, you know, one of five from each section so that you have that balanced, healthy meal, but they're mm-hmm. picking the ingredients that they like. And it's not it doesn't feel as, you know, structured and perfect and you have to do it this way or it's not right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I feel like I've never been a huge fan of strict meal plans and I used to do meal plans. Um, and I used to tell people, Oh, you don't have to follow it perfectly. And then lately in my practice, I've just been giving them a recipe book and kind of similar idea where it's like, you know, here's some guidance and kind of what your meal should look like and how it will make you feel good. Um, but they can pick like their, their ingredients or use what they have at home or, you know, they can make it dairy free with coconut oil or use butter, or, you know, whatever works for them. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And, and I think mm-hmm. that that's important too, is I think sometimes, especially when you're not a super comfortable cook, you mm-hmm. think you need to have every single ingredient that's there. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. if like, don't worry, you can use a different kind of milk or a different kind of nut or fruit. Mm-hmm. Like that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I know I'm like the queen of using like r- the most random stuff for just whatever I have at my house and I don't measure stuff either. So I like we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And like if there's something left over in the fridge that like needs to be eaten, it's mm-hmm. going in the pan. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes it more fun. Like you don't want to stress too much. So I'm, I'm no, totally exactly. with you on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it, you know, reduces food waste too, which is nice. And yeah. 
It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. I get so many clients. They're like, okay, I want a meal plan, but I don't want to waste food. And I'm like, okay, well, if you have extra vegetables, like put them in your stir fry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't, you don't necessarily think about it if that's not, if that's not what you grew up doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's just kind of like a shift in mindset or a shift in kind of habits or, you know, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, definitely. I feel like we're on the same page with everything that we kind of do with our practices. Uh, so I would love for you to share a little bit more about what it looks like to work with you and what your current offerings are. Sure. Um, okay. So working with me one-on-one, uh, my most popular option is I have a 12-week program. It's called Make Food Your Friend. Um, And it kind of combines, you know, a lot of the things we talked about today. A huge one is just the anxiety and stress of not knowing what to eat or how to eat. Um, I find that pretty much everyone I work with has some sort of anxiety around food, whether it's, you know, a fear of eating the wrong things or just a fear of having a reaction to foods, which is something I'm no stranger to. Um, So we always tie that in. And then we combine people who, you know, also fear of just, knowing what to buy, knowing if you're buying the right things, knowing how to cook them. So it's really interactive. We're basically connected for those 12 weeks. Um, I have a session where we meal prep together. So like you're in your kitchen, I'm in mine, we cook together for a couple hours. And you know, it's all about making as much making food for multiple days at one time. So back to that meal prep, which is Mm -hmm. my favorite thing. Um, We you know, we, I used to go grocery shopping with people. It's just not going to happen anymore. But now we do kind of a virtual Mm -hmm. grocery shop where we go through our pantries and we look at ingredients and we look at what's in our fridges and what's working out well. Um, and you know, then we tie that in with any health concerns they have going on. So we make sure that you get, you know, a customized nutrition plan, supplementation, lifestyle recommendations. So it's really an all in situation um, that works well for anyone who's just struggling with feeling stressed and burnt out, especially as when it comes to food. Um, and I do have like a full description of that on my website. I won't list all the details, but it's, I find like the, the goal of that is that you graduate at the end and you know, every like you don't need me anymore. That's the goal. I want you to have all those tools to feel really comfortable, literally like planning out your meals, making your grocery lists, um, you know, picking the foods that you love and, and you figure out through the process, what feels good in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Yeah. So that's like the, that's the most common thing that I do. I also do have just one off private cooking sessions that are, you know, delicious, healthy, fun. We cook together from mine to yours and that's completely custom. Um, and, you know, I'm doing those for families and groups of friends as well who aren't in the same homes now because it's nice to be able to connect that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, that's like the basics. I do also you know, if you have a specific health concern and you already know all the ropes, cause maybe, you know, Gabby's already taught you everything. Um, but you just have a specific health concern that relates to, you know, gut health or food anxiety. I also do have monthly counseling packages. They're a little bit less involved than the 12 week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, with your 12 week one too. So do you have calls like periodically throughout that or like how many are involved with that? Yeah. So we have nine sessions over 12 weeks. So it's like pretty intensive. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like complete support because I feel like I know that this happened for me too um, when I was dealing with my own health problems and I went to like a ton of different um, doctors and allergists and naturopaths and like everything under the sun and they would kind of tell me, you know, what not to eat and then send me packing and I'd have to go figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I really wish that I'd had that support throughout it just to check in and see how things are going and really keep me on track. 
And this mm-hmm. really ensures that like you have that person to check in with. And I find, you know, a three month period of doing that. So the 12 weeks is a really good amount of time to actually make real change. And then, you know, you really get to ask questions along the way and you do have online access to me as well. If you have questions in the middle of a week. Um, but yeah, so there's check-in sessions, there's the cooking session, there's the, we have a couple of more educational sessions and yeah, they run over that 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, yeah, that's awesome. And I've heard from countless clients or just people on Instagram or in the community that, yeah, they've worked with so many practitioners who just kind of give them, throw a bunch of info at them and are like, okay, you can go on your own. And they're like, I have no clue what to do. <laughs> like, I have no idea where to start, you know, how to manage this in my diet or my lifestyle. So I love mm-hmm. that you're very um, connected with your client and um, a lot of one-on-one time, which is really important. Yeah. For like, I just think that I missed that so much and I wanted it. And, mm-hmm. and I am also like, it's a limited number of people that I have in that program at a time. Cause I, mm-hmm. I do really invest myself emotionally into each client. So, mm-hmm. you know, I like to keep it to just a few of those in the program at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's great. I love that. Um, so thank you for sharing all of that. Um, and just to kind of end off here, I'd love to hear your top three tips for setting better boundaries, working at home and avoiding burnout right now. Okay. Um, the first one, I feel like I talk about this all the time and in the first session with every client or every group. Um, but building that balanced meal of just healthy fats, fiber, and protein. So making sure that every meal you have has those three components is mm-hmm. so key to supporting your mood and energy levels. And this might be something your community has heard about already, but <laughs> it's it's so crazy how often our traditional meals don't include those components and how mm-hmm. much better we feel when we do. So that's mm-hmm. number one. Um, number two is meal prep. Even if you do it one day a week, just pick one day or more where you're cooking like as much as possible in an hour or two. Um, Mm -hmm. just to take that burden off of yourself later in the week, especially if, you know, even if it's just you or if it's a whole family feeling like you have something in the fridge, that's that insurance policy for when you don't have time to cook. And when you're busy with everything else in life, um, Mm -hmm. is so key right now and always. It's a lifesaver. Seriously. Yeah. I, like I cook a couple times a week and then maybe a little extra on the weekends. People think I cook every day cause I always have something really good to eat, but honestly, like mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And especially with my husband too, and he's going to work every day. I want to make sure that like mm-hmm. he has something healthy to bring cause he works long hours and he's not at home. He can't just grab something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's like, sure. it's a nice way to just stay on track. Definitely. Yeah. Cause then you're kind of tempted to like, Oh, should I grab some food out or, you know, eat something that's probably not going to make you feel the best. Yeah. It's so easy to, to grab things that you know, aren't going to make you feel good. And then you feel bad about it and then you eat it and then you feel worse. And it's like, it's like a vicious cycle. Yeah. It's awful. (laughs) Um, yeah. And meal prep can be fun too. Like I, I don't know. I watch my like reality shows while I'm meal prepping. So, you know, like watching The Bachelor last night while I meal prepped. Sorry, Bachelorette, actually. Bachelorette, yeah. Yeah, like I watch junk. I watch good TV too. But when I'm cooking, I like throw on something fun and it just makes the time go by so quickly. You know, it's not this like chore. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, and that's, that's two. So number three, I would say is just do what works for you and remember that you are unique and special. Um, I know you know, all of us, we follow people online, we follow people on social media, we see what they're eating. And some people are really prescriptive. And they tell us, oh, you have to eat this exact diet to be healthy. And I I can tell you share the same opinion with me. 
that, Mm -hmm. you know, we show what we're eating and what we like, but it's not prescriptive and everyone's body needs something different. I don't think any of my clients eat exactly the same way as I do. So, you know, keep in mind that you are that special snowflake and, and, you know, not to feel like you have to do something just because it works for something for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is huge. I feel like we're constantly bombarded by people sharing like what works for them and, you know, what solved their issues. And it can be kind of distracting because you're like, oh, I should be able to eat like that or I should be doing this. But uh, I think ultimately listening to yourself is probably the most important. Yeah, it's so easy to get stressed out. You'll literally like you could be eating something and then thinking about how you're not supposed to be eating it. And I'm sure yeah. you get this too. Clients come to me and they're like, oh, I ate this and I, I knew I wasn't supposed to. And I was like, why? Where did you hear that? I didn't mm-hmm. tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, those are some great tips though. I love those. Um, okay. So thank you so much for coming on. I would love to hear though, like if you have anything exciting going on in the works in the next few months, kind of what's going on for you, um, anything you have planned? Yeah. I mean, I don't know when this is coming out, but it's holiday season, of course. So Mm -hmm. um, definitely trying to bring more of, I do, you know, virtual workshops for companies. So I do Mm -hmm. educational and um, cooking workshops as well, but I am trying to bring those more to the community. So I'm definitely um, hoping to bring together friends and family who are in different places for for group cooking sessions. So if that's something where Mm -hmm. you want to bring together your family or your friend group and you miss being together, when it's cold. Um, I'm definitely planning to do more of that. It's really fun. Um, and I love cooking with other people. Mm-hmm. That's such a great idea. Yeah. So that's on the radar. Um, definitely uh, my 12 week program onboarding a bunch of new people for the new year. So I'm just trying mm-hmm. to space them all out and, you know, find the right people for it. We always, I always talk to everyone who is interested to make sure that it is the right fit and you know, maybe, maybe I'm the right person. Maybe you're the right person. Maybe someone else is, but, um, just getting those right people. Um, yeah, I would say that's probably most of what's going on. I'm doing a lot of corporate stuff, which is, it's nice to fill in with the corporate workshops as well. So once Mm -hmm. like, if you work for it, if you work with a team that you feel like could use some support right now and you're all working from home, um, that's another thing to bring to management and, and let me know if you want to learn more about it. Cause I'm starting to do more, um, developmental stuff for teams where, you know, we actually do like a four, four session package. So you're really learning and growing as a team. Mm, I feel like that's so needed right now, especially like end of the year, you know, end of the pandemic, kind of like, you know, this year at least. Um, It's a a lot on people. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and those teams, like they miss being together and just, yeah, they're really, it's really hard to take care of yourself right now. You're trying to take care of everyone else and all your work and everything else. And mm-hmm. you need to like let someone else take care of you a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, I love that. I love all the stuff you have planned and have going on. Um, where can everybody find you online? So online, I am at Joe Levine Nutrition. Uh, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. And then joelevinenutrition.com is my website. So all the information about what I do is there as well. Um, And yeah, I I share all kinds. I have like a little blog over there. I share recipes there. I also share a lot of recipes on my social channels. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like to talk on there a lot. My my former career was like social media marketing. So I have a soft spot for Instagram for sure. Yeah, your page is great. Tons of tips and awesome info on there. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It was so nice to chat with you and tons of awesome info. Thanks so much, Gabby. It was really great to chat with you.
As always, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And as I mentioned earlier, Jordana is offering $100 off her 12-week program, Make Food Your Friend. So if you're interested in that, you can check everything out in the show notes. It's all linked below. And just reach out to her and let her know that you listened to her episode and she will give you the discount, um, which is super amazing and so kind of her to do for you guys. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, please feel free to rate and review on iTunes. Let us know what you think. And if you're listening, please take a screenshot and give us a tag on your Instagram story so we can see that you're listening. Anyways, we will see you next Monday for a new episode.